In this episode of the podcast, the guys are discussing military conflicts, including the ongoing situation in Ukraine and its after effects. There is also strong language. Discretion is advised. Today, our guest is Steve Wilson, friend, fellow veteran, just wanted to come on to sort of share his story around his mental health and obviously his escapades ever since. So yeah, welcome, Steve. How do you go from that military life to civilian life? How do you transition into that? You know what I mean? Part of you don't. Part of you don't. You'd always, part of you'd always stay in that military life. Right? You, you, can never... you get a bunch of veterans and then, uh, have you had any military experience? No, no. No, no, no. Right. So you get a bunch of veterans that don't even know each other. You give them half hour and they're, and they're talking in acronyms and stuff that only, you know, about exercises or operations or, or weapon systems. And you're going to be there like, what, are they even speaking English? Because like, it's always there. It's all, and it always will be. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Like, by all means, you celebrate what you've done, but you, you, you just need to remember that that's now in the past. And that might be that might be very hypocritical for me to say, considering like 10 years after I left the military, I just went and done another war for the sake of doing it, you know, which I think there's something very poisonous as well about continually living, reliving something that was, and people say it, the best time of my life. Because then all you're doing is then now justifying yourself that the rest of this should be shit. The rest of this should be the worst time of my life. If we look at a lot of people, right, and you you being one of them, myself, and some of the other blokes that have passed through here and who I see, and women that I see, they're in the youngest part of their life, like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? You What you've got is an amazing experience to which to project off of now. The best thing that ever happened to me is that, but the worst thing for me to ever think was that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it isn't that's what's really hard and that's what i think like talk, when we're talking about what the struggle is to go into civilian life that's what that is to put it down put it down and leave it where it is pick it up at the right time and utilize it that's not the be all and end all what i i think the struggle is like and when i looked at you coming back is that i saw you was do you done that again where you were really you having to talk about it relive it and justify it to yourself that you are that individual still and i think that's one of the scariest things for me when it went like i say when i met you and it's there it's that it's that child that that child mentality of wanting to be something still you know being able to see yourself in the mirror and smile about how proud you are yourself yeah yeah, in that really narcissistic sort of way but i'm not you know i've got no grudge against anyone that likes to do the sort of monday nine to fives to provide you know for their family and whatnot like i get it i've been there myself I was an atheist and 100% an atheist pretty much most of my life up until I'd say about two weeks ago. Now I'm starting to become more spiritual, I think, because I'm questioning things. Because of the things that I've done over the last sort of year, maybe two, about a higher purpose, you know? And it's about how I felt because I've done something about a higher purpose. And I want to tie that in with Afghanistan as well, because I went there on the belief that what we were going there for was for the right cause. In hindsight, I believe that a lot of us were duped a little bit. And I know a lot of Afghan and Iraq veterans will sit there and argue and toss against that. And by all means, you're entitled to your belief as I am mine. But we were lied to on the premise of that war. And then when the Taliban started to take over again and they conceded within five days, that was a hit. Yeah. That was a massive hit. Because then what, what was it all for? Yeah, I mean, I must I must say, I you know, being as someone that was never there, but at the same time in the background, I kind of I could understand points of being there, right? For me, when I saw one, I was watching the evacuation thing that was recently on Channel 4, which involved a lot of the operational groups that I worked in and saw the dismay, the disruption, uh, the chaos of which 
was Carbo Airport and the fact there was that many lives lost. And then I thought about the families here, the men, the, the men, the women that had lost people over there, the, the kids that haven't seen their mum and dad anymore, the families that are now missing someone. And I, I thought five days, five days. And uh, you know what? I was waiting for a little bit of a, an eruption of really poor, poor PTSD and mental health, potentially even suicidal attempts from people because of the fact that now you live with the, the bear, you bear that scar of what you d had to do, whether that be, you just catch, you, you're carrying out patrol because you're told to, yeah. and all of a sudden someone's shooting you. I said, what do you do? You're told to shoot back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take cover, I'll shoot back and move, you know, move, move tactically. Great. You've just shot someone. Good. This, this, a farmer that decided actually piss off. Right. And, 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 and this thing about it is that you, you've killed that person who was a, uh... A father to some children, you know, uh, and a brother to some man, and then you've just created three, four more enemies. Again, like as you were saying, like having people sort of come back and see that it's all for five days is all it took for it to, for them to get to be back to where they were before we even had any interest. That was a, that was a blow for me, and I, I think that's another thing that made me. Cause I know this sounds really weird, but one war has fixed the problems I had with the other one in yeah. in, in, in a weird. And I don't recommend it for anyone, let alone everyone. But like for all the problems I had post Afghanistan, being in crowds, generally being snappy, don't like in the bangs and all that, like that got quashed pretty quickly in Ukraine. And I honestly believe going back to what I was saying about higher purposes, because I knew I was there for the right reason. Whereas with, with Afghanistan, I mean, it's easy to look at it in hindsight now, but like with what we just discussed, like the purpose of it. The, the... You just get told what to do. Uh, it's different. Yeah, no, of course. And, uh, you know, it weren't much different in Ukraine, but like the, the... No, but you went there. That The problem is, is the, and the difference. Yeah, I, I jumped off the diving board myself. You chose to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no, actually is empowering, and which means actually you've, at any point you can, your your mind has said, I'm here to do something we, bigger we, than just a war. Uh, and we, and yeah. on that, what you yeah. were saying, with the everything that's preluded that, I had a lot more mental fortitude for the things. Because I, I, I can tell you now, without having to try and glamorise it, and that, but the things I saw in that war were, were, were rough. Mm. War, and it's still going on, that same stuff. Like Afghan and all the training I had never prepared me for that. They talk about conventional fighting but, and peer on peer. But no, until, until you actually realise what it's like to get smashed with an absolute salvo of artillery and then cluster bombs and then drones as well, which is an, a new threat that many people in the West don't understand, mm. you know? And, it, and all the new nuances of modern war that come with it, you know, in a peer on peer conflict, it's, it's something, man. But then again, as we were just sort of going full roundabout, like I willingly chose to do that. If I if this was my first conflict and I was just drafted up, then maybe it might be something like slightly different for me. But because of all my previous experiences and now my willingness to go into that because of the reasons I've discussed, yeah, in a weird way, it's kind of calming. So going forward, and I think something that our listeners are probably one of the main one one of the biggest parts of this as well is is I always think, well, what's next for you? And then secondly, what's next for your mental health? You know, where, where, where is that taking you? Is that taking you into a good, uh, into a real good place? Or is that, you know, where, where's your next moves? All right. Um, well, we'll, we'll focus on obviously the therapy side of things and the mental health. I think it's more pertinent. I ain't a hundred percent, but I understand like, I've got my own measures in place to bring me onto that sort of Zen level as such. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think eight sessions of therapy and then all the stuff that comes in between that as well. I'm very at peace. I have an, a level of acceptance of the things that I've, I've experienced my whole life. And I have a level of empowerment where I will never consider, consider myself a victim. 
And I think that's something important like, to a lot of listeners personally. Like It changed the whole narrative of my mental health when I started saying, hang on, I'm not a victim. This, this will not beat me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm above this. And, it, and it's almost just that, almost that self-certifying sort of mantra of just like, I refuse to be be over by the, the issues that prevail during you think that, like, like, I, I'm not saying it worked for everyone no, I'm not no, saying no, it, it's I, a good I, thing I, in, yeah. ever, but like I, I, it changed the whole way of thinking of us I'm not a victim I'm in charge of my own fate because like you know I, I mean obviously you know batting on about military things but uh, as a man that suffers you know and has been very open with his suffering what does that look like to do you feel because I sometimes feel like I do feel that victim mentality coming not you know, victim mentality, but fear, feeling like I'm victimising myself because of my mental health. So I feel like, like life's against you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pressurising myself against my own mental health. It like the weird test. Yeah, and I think for you, for you, Tom, is that something that you felt? Did you? Is it something that you're more? It's not actually feeling down that gets that gets you. Is it? Is it more the fact that I'm now measuring myself as a victim? Oh, fucking hell, I'm here again. Like, is is that something that you feel? Yeah, like? and I think also it's people seeing you as a victim as well you know yeah, well, people seeing you in that way and, that, and I think stereotypes and stuff. yeah it can be i mean i, I sometimes i'll worry it's more about people seeing me as a victim more than me seeing a victim being the victim myself so it's what other people think about you yeah. it's actually more damaging than anything else. And, and this is the thing i think with the ways that society is and i won't go too far down this rabbit hole because that's a whole different podcast yeah. but I, I believe that we've almost poisoned ourselves about masculinity because you know going back to the whole toxic non-toxic side of things like by all means, reach out to whoever you need help from. That, that's, that's not a bad thing to do. Every man should be able to do that willingly and freely and not feel any sort of stigma about it. But fucking make sure that you're man enough to help yourself as well. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But like, we, we are our tribal people. We're here to help each other. That's what literally, that's how we've got to where we are. So you can't sit there and be, feel demasculated because you put your hand out because that's it's not true. how it should be. It's true. It's what I say to people when they come to me at the door and, and Maria will sing the same thing as me is that I will be the biggest supporter of you. But if you're not ready to support yourself as well, this ain't going to work. Because yeah. you, you do it the same. Your group's open. The door's open. Someone comes in. You can you can be that. You can be that strong arm one side and support them. You can be that pillar. If the other pillar's not up. If you're not that pillar and you're not going to support yourself as well, you'll crumble. You you know it, there's always an element of help out there for people, but self help yeah. initially is is what people need. And I think and I think the abandonment of that victim mm, mentality yeah. is, is the cornerstone. Try and get rid of that. Just you know, it, it worked for me, and it, uh, by all means, it might just be because I'm weird, but I don't know. But I, I strongly believe that the second I turned around and said, "No, I'm not a victim," it, it, it uh, then I start to well, if I'm not a victim, am I, I going to get out of this situation that makes me feel like one? Do you see it as a strength then? Because that's something that I've said to people is having having or been going through episodes of poor mental health. I think has made for not just a good story for myself in in the sense of a good story. I mean, like a good background story, and also it gives me strength. I think it actually empowers me. I think that whole victim mentality goes down, down the pan because I now become what I class as a as some kind of mental health superhero because I'm able to entirely look at you and go, you're not doing very well. I'm going to check in. I'm going to give you some support. If you want it, you'll take it. If you don't, you don't. And I think that's when when someone said to me recently. symbiotic relationship. Yeah. They asked me, why why did you do this job? And I said, you know, why? Because I was able to identify bits of myself and I still do. And I see that as the biggest thing that's on my CV is not any qualification is actually that being able to go to another bloke or another woman and say, I get it. Mm -hmm. no, don't you, you can snap. I get it. Yeah. Come and, you know, reach out. Yeah. Me, 100%. You know I mean, I mean and, but you know, 
ideally in an ideal world we'd be able to all be open with each other and everything would just be whitewashed and it'd be very but we're not there and we and we never will you know so like in the way it is for the if there are people out there that are listening to this podcast and they are struggling by all means listen to what i'm saying you don't need to take it it's true like gospel is true because everyone has their own different unique way of that benefit them but it doesn't hurt to just reach out because what have you lost no exactly you know, that but then I, I generally think that talking can save lives as well because it you know people bottle it up they they hold it in they build up the pressure it's like a pressure cooker in the end of the day you've got to build up and build up until eventually it's going to go you know, always going to ball dry, and I do generally think that just talking, like we are in a room now, and the whole the whole ethos of men's mind in general is to get people talking. Yeah, you know, so I think I do generally. I'm a big believer in this, the start is talk to talk. It is, of course, and I think that that's the thing, isn't it? It's just it's 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 actually it's saying to people actually don't run, like walk with it, like just you know you don't have to run just yet, you know walk. That the simple fact that you open up and talking is, is an absolute bonus. And I always say it to people is that if you've come to me and, and some of the guys have recently come to me and say, this is my problem, what can you do to help me? And I'm going, oh, cool. You, you've actually recognized it. I'm happy to help you now. Because if you're not being, if you can't recognize it, if you can't even do the bare basics, which is to open up and talk about it, you're not going to be able to do the hard hitting things, which is to sit in front of someone at PTSD resolutions to say, I shot someone or I took, my mate took a fucking sit, whatever. Sit in front of your loved yeah. ones and say, that, how how I, am, that? I am ill, I'm yeah. hurt, there's something wrong. There's something wrong, yeah. It's not justifying why I'm taking it out on you, snapping you. No, why, of course not. Why, it's it's why an the explanation, kids, isn't it? Yeah, this, it's just actually giving it a little bit of a narrative so that they understand a little bit better. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I always say, I say to my wife quite a lot with, with things, I mean, you can suffer mental health, mental illness and that, but you can still be an arsehole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in general, thing, I mean, and cause I've had people come to me and say, look, so-and-so is really struggling in that. And they'll be like, this, I just want to approach you a little while about saying, so-and-so is being really, you know, really nasty with it. They're really suffering. I said, yeah, but there is a line between being suffering and also generally being a dickhead. You know, so you've got to find the line between that, and it just doesn't give them. I use one to justify yeah, the other. Doesn't no. give them a, 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 a pass to be able to be a, be a dick. You know, so I always, I'm a firm believer of that as well. You know, yeah, people can suffer. I mean, I've, I've been a dickhead to my wife. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I've been horrible to, you know, I've played the victim or, you know, and all that lot. And uh, and, and in my mind, I was like, because of my mental health. But then looking back at it, no, that it was, it was just me being a dickhead right there, you know? I think that's what's really difficult about it. Yeah. It's something I've, I've been consistently professional in. It's a skill yes. that I've acquired over many years of training. wife off. Yeah. At brackets, mental health. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, but you are right. But then that's the you can judge everyone by that same by that same rule because you, in every type of person, whether it be like race or ideology or you know any type of person, you're gonna get knobs. You're gonna you're gonna get people that are assholes, and you can get people that are nice. I think it's all about you know what, and I like it, every time I say it, it's all about having flexibility to the way you work or your approach to people. And and from where I've come from in relation to leaving the military, prison staff, teaching within Kent Police, it had to be that I have to take people on face value. Yes, you're probably a dickhead. Or yes, actually, you're probably suffering, but still, you're yeah, probably yeah, a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. But I have to... Knows me so uh, well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you know, but it's about just being open. I think that's one of the main traits that I've tried to tried to take on as an individual and I know probably you're the same and you know after your experiences Steve same thing is that you now have an openness to and you've just talked about it recently about spiritually but I'm just open to the fact that someone can be unwell and uh, present in a certain way whether that be good or bad and I've seen both and you know like we've mm -hmm. talked about both 
is that actually it's just about being open, allowing someone to communicate with you, whether that be in a good way or bad way. Sometimes some people need to let it off. And if they do, it's just about saying, that was all right. I'd probably think about rephrasing that next time, but you're starting to get it out. Great. And there's is here is the next set of tools to move forward. But for me, it's it's about utilizing your experiences that you've been through, you know, whether that be your, your own mental health, mental health within work, people that you work with, uh, you, you know, your times away, whether it be abroad, whether it be at home or times with your kids. It's, it's about sharing those experiences with other people so that we can enlighten other people rather than dampen and put them down and say, you know, you're weak or you know what that like we said before that the whole victim mentality take people out there and say you know what it's actually right to feel like that but it's not all right to just sit there and suffer if you suffer then then yeah then here we go but by by all means you have to go through those hard times i think that's what builds you up you know what i mean and and some people sadly have it a lot harder than others and you know it is horrible but it's your choice to stay in those times or not yeah like you, you can move forward like like uh, in my sort of point i have you know and i'm sure in everyone else's struggles they have it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it you just keep going you know and i don't want to start like talking about quotes from churchill and stuff like that but he nailed it you know when you're going through hell you yeah. keep going yeah. and it is literally just as simple as that and it sounds so easy to say it in the comfort of this podcast and, and, and again for me personally I, i've said this quote to myself when i'm sort of saying that i'm not a victim and and that you know the 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 woes that I have are, are only there purely because I can now benefit more from the good times. Mm. Because it, I, I, I know it can sound a bit like gibberish and stuff like that, but if your life was all going fucking gravy, it's gonna be dull at our level. I mean, if we're millionaires, it's a whole different thing. But I mean, like at our level, if everything was just normal, yeah. you'll you'll be sad because of it. Because there is no, you'll just feel like it's all like, with no purpose. I think that's it. I think uh, that's another thing to understand. I think within society is that actually uh, hardship is necessary. Uh, yeah. To a degree, yeah, to a degree, and ones that can't be avoided. No, yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's about actually using them as life lessons. Um, I I, I like that. Uh, I like that because when people come to me, oh, I've had this, this, uh, I actually say, you know what, utilize that. Five years, that probably won't even bother you. Nah, you'll learn from it. Yeah, exactly. Use that energy, power through it. And you know what? I've been, I haven't been a massive advocate for my own pain recently. It it has saved me in some of the darkest times. I'm having to utilize it a lot more now, but it's about saying, fucking hell, you've been through worse than this. Utilize that pain and fucking drive, push off. You know what I mean? And that's that whole thing. That's why groups like yourself, men chatting in a, where in a pub, anywhere else, and just saying, let's fuck. Get hold of me, yeah. Get hold of my shoulder and let's fucking go. Like let's. And well, it's, it's like the military has that thing, the, bu- the buddy buddy, the system. buddy buddy system. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you can apply that for life, but you can also apply that to yourself as mm. well in a, in, a, in, a, in a smaller sense. And it, and it all comes back to this, I believe. This is my belief. You know, yeah. I don't know how you guys see or anyone else that's listening. Mm. Is that you are the first person to start making it right or making it wrong? Yeah. It's, it's you. You know, what I mean, it all starts with you. And if you just keep reinforcing that in a positive light. I'm not saying it's going to fix everything. It's not, but it's going to help and it's going to start that process, you know? And, and, and that's the main thing because after Afghan, I really did delve into the sort of bleak part of that, then the conflict and, the, and, the, and the, the stress of it. And it took me 10 years to get over it myself. It took me 10 years. I mean, I'm, we, sorry, I mean, I'll say, I'm a believer, like you're saying about quotes that are on and that. There's a quote I read the other day, which is saying like, no, it's your battle to fight, but you don't have to fight it alone. You know, and that's that. And I, and I do really, and I really resonate. I see it, and I really resonate with that because I thought they are right. You know, yeah, is you do have to fight it, but you don't have to do it alone. You know, and that's what we we have got this weird thing in Western culture now, where we're all individual islands, 
and we're paying the price for it now. When we look at how things are getting worse and how like everything's getting, how basically we're being played and how our mental health is now suffering, it's because we were told that men should be islands. You know, this individualism that's now, we're suffering for it. We've always been a tribal species. Always. We've always been, had that village mentality where, you know, your problem is my problem because then therefore it's halved. And that is literally how we managed to get through to where we are now. But with all the availability of technology and phones and all the gizmos that we've got now, it's iso- it's made it so easy to be isolated because before all this, no one would hear from you because there was no way of, so they'd come and find you. And they'd drag you out to these social events and then family would get around you. Now they don't have to because they can text you. And this is, the, it's that whole false reality of, uh, and once again, it's the bravado that's given to you by social medias, by, by uh, any media, mm-hmm. is, is to say actually, oh, because I've someone's posted online or because someone has texted me back means they're okay. But it's that the physical checking that we're missing. And I think going back to what you're saying is that that whole island effect is, you know, people have had this got this massive, and we, we go off on a tangent, but this this massive issue with with uh, Eastern European cultures uh, coming in, and 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 vice versa coming in, and and basically being a unit. They've got it right. They look oh, mate, after I, each I, other. I don't, I don't want to interject, but the the reverse culture shock of coming back from that environment, where like I was going into people's homes. And it's like in the main part of their home, they would have like the the the, mid, the the two sort of like the brothers and sisters, and and their families with the children. And then in this one part of this little home, this little compound, which is not much bigger than like general homes here, they'd have like the, the auntie and her son and their kids or something. And then then the grandparents are in the back garden and they're a little like lean to. They ain't got a pot to piss in, but fuck me, are they close and they're happy? They're, they're struggling their own struggles, like like we struggle with ours, but they're doing it together. They're doing it together. You know what I mean, and and we've lost that now because we've got so soft in what we want in life. We all, you know, and it's it's very easy and hypocritical for me to say this because obviously I've I've now got like a broken family myself because I'm not living with my children. But what we have as a society just made that like so easy to set up ourselves, and I honestly believe that it's almost been intentional. You know what I mean? Whether it's been done for nefarious reasons or that is a whole different podcast with the whole tinfoil hat stuff you know that, that's something more for joe rogan but <laughs> yeah no, but nonetheless boys like it, it is happening and, it, and, it, and it's only getting progressively worse i mean you look around you and i'm sure we all agree and i'm sure everyone else that's listening will agree that things now are worse than what they were two uh, two years ago which are worse than what they were two years ago what's going to be like in another two years what's is that, like is that your driving force to potentially you know look like we we have discussed and you know, i won't uh, we won't go into details yeah. but to to go to go back into potential war zones whether that be ukraine or whether that be another yeah. element somewhere else whether it be for military or humanitarian i'm open to either but like i've now <clears throat> without it sounding barbaric i've dipped my pool into to greatness and I, I have found something that i'm good at um something that fills my soul with like a higher purpose because I'm doing it for humanity. I've made the sacrifices with my own tribe as such, my own family. I understand that. Um, But then history, hopefully, if I've made the right decision, we'll look back on that and and think, well, it was for a reason greater than oneself. And and this is where the spiritual thing comes. Because before all this, like I was just like saying this stuff. But then like now recently, I've been thinking, well, I mean, I got got smashed with 152 artillery. These things kill vehicles. And like this hit my position, actually obliterated it and fractured my skull from the C1 part of my spine to the frontal lobe. It's gave me like 
God knows, I, you know, I'm still waiting for a, a, a CAT scan in, in country to deal with it. But like, it's, it's gave me damage that's long lasting and probably still will last for the rest of my life. You know, it's, but yeah, I I honestly think personally that we, as a, as a collective, could probably there's there's some other good points that I'm sure that we could talk about. I reckon further down the line, and I think to be fair, Steve, I reckon we'd probably get you on. Again, uh, I was going to say that. I mean, I've got a lot to say, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to pick everything I say yeah. really carefully to get to the point because I know that there are people out there suffering that might possibly be listening to this, and I want them to get the help that they feel that they need. I want them to be able to do it in a way that they can do it to predominantly help themselves as well, because that's where you get the longevity from. Yeah. Because like when I first got back, I was cycling to see my kids 41 miles, not because I had to, but because one day there's going to be that's going to be the only way I can get to see them. Mm. So I needed to get myself fit enough to do that for when that day does come. You know, I used to struggle to see you like that because I thought, I don't know really, I don't know whether I saw that as a strength or I saw that as you, like, internally fighting. Oh, it's a bit of both. Yeah. But my, 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 the, the, the takeaway from that is, is that I was training myself for that. You know, so like, for if the inevitable comes where you can only rely on yourself. Bear in mind, we've just been talking about having the tribal sort of setting and trying to, you know, reaching out and having this, like, family and stuff. But, like, there are going to be times when you're going to be on your own and you need to be strong enough to be able to handle that storm. And that, and that, and that, again, full circle, because I know we've been pickpocketing everything here, is you, you have to break away from that victim mentality. And it, it sounds, I hate saying it in the way, in the context that I'm doing it now, because it sounds like I'm always, oh, I've done it, so you can. And I know that's not the case. I'm lucky in that, to have the position I'm in. But I can only speak on how it's affected me and it's changed my whole outlook. I still struggle with everything, as every man does, you know. Uh, and I reach out as much as I do, and we're, you know we're trying to do it how we are. Yeah. But the, the the change in me is how I deal with that struggle, because I'm not dealing with it as if like I'm the victim of it. You so, know, I can't necessarily explain it. I'm not articulate enough. Maybe I should have tried harder in school. But like, yeah. I, I mean, that's a it's a poignant point. I think I think like what you're saying. I think it's it's about you know utilizing it. I think it's a nice way of kind of capping that part of. Uh, 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 say of this podcast because you got to have come back you've got to come back man. and I think it's yeah. just I think it's capping it off to say you're not a victim you, you know you've got your strengths and weaknesses but it's just utilising them in a fashion of which you can then project forward and I think continually that's what this is all about and especially for you Tom I don't like we have very similar views on this that it's just about finding what works for you and then fucking running with it go go what for it you know, don't let anything crush that because you're not a victim of your own mental health. If people want to victimize you into into in, within society, then that's their bad. That's their weakness. Become strong off the back of 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 a hard time of your hardships. Your hardships make you strong. They do. They made me. They make me strong. From this can all time. be done in bite sized things. You know, I'm not saying right. Well, learn to run a marathon. Go outside, go for a walk. You know, like these small little things. Start small. Oh, oh, if you can't do any press ups, right? Put your knees down and just do five, and then just you know, like like it's those small little bite sized things because eventually you'll get to where you need to be, and that's both physically and mentally. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, oh, we could end up going on there and keeping you, going. You know? Joe Rogan, it <laughs> six hours later. I just uh, think it's been a really good podcast, and uh, uh, everyone we have on, I always ask them the same question at the end of the podcast, and it is. It's going to be people listening to this who are going to be in bad places. It's going to be in probably their final thoughts, as I say. In it, if anybody is in that frame of mind, what kind of words or wisdom or advice would you say to someone if they're listening right now and they are on the end of, on their knees? Your death will be final, 
but the pain you're going through is passed on to the ones that you think don't love you, but they do. At the end of the day, you, you can sit there and you can make your decision, but the people that you hold dearest are going to be the ones paying the price for it. That That's what I would say. And then as a caveat to that, I'd I'd say that ask for help. And if you can't ask for help, then try and help yourself. And it can be done because if you give yourself another chance to wake up, you're giving yourself another chance to try and fix the problem. Fantastic. Yeah, I just can't disagree with any of that, can you? But it's, yeah. it's been an honour, mate. I, I, you know, I won't lie, you know, it's having real-life action man in the room, you know. It's, uh, it, you know... It, 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 it's a bit of a retarded yeah. one, but I'll give you that. No, 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 no. Just want to share. Flurry, get you everywhere. Go on, tell me more, tell me more. But, in, but I, I, you know, I'll stand by, you know, I'm in awe of you. As a caveat, and, though, I will say, I went to Ukraine not to fight. I went at the help. It was it was by I'd say bad luck or good luck, however you want to class it. I ended up becoming the team leader of an anti tank and a medical team. It was like it was just circumstance. Yeah. Like everything that happened obviously happened for a reason. And again, glorification of war is just I think like you said before, and and you know the way you've summed it up nicely is that it was a uh, you had to justify to yourself the the thoughts and feelings around someone else's actions, which at this point was russian yeah. uh, but also it's just actually it, it was testing your you know your um like i say your your moral compass uh, and you did so in doing the actions that you did but i mean i can't i can't wait if we get a second one in bro i'm yeah. i'm happy to let's go again yeah i mean i think there's there's a lot more ground we can cover with with you as I well mean, i and, can talk for days and you, yeah, you which know, is you also know, awful is, but um i'll say you know that is all we got time for today but I say thank you very much for coming on, and you know I'm gonna applaud you because you know yeah man 100 really, percent I was pucker yeah you know, thank you you really are a hero oh, so uh, I do thank you no, for that and uh, <laughs> I do thank you for that but like I say that's all we've got time for today guys and we shall see you next week yeah cheers nice one guys.